shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. It is Thursday, October 13th, 2022. This is your host, Carlos Enrique Huitiker Guzman Chibol Cabello, and this is episode number 80. Y'all ready for this? Here we go. Come on. Hey, hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Human Hope Podcast with your host. You know it. Um, we're back. I'm back. Oh, Lord, have mercy. The last time I came to you with an episode of the Human Hope Podcast, it was coming from the Bottle Works Hotel in downtown Indianapolis. I uh, was there for an incredible conference and uh, was there speaking at Edge X, but I busted out my little podcast gear and I put together a little podcast for you guys and gals. Um, going back to what happened the day before, we were 24 hours in to the Giving Blitz uh, where we blessed Brandon, Josh, and Phyllis. And it was, uh, I was moving. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast, stop this one right now and go back and listen to that one because their stories, um, mm, I, I just, I mean, what a way to come back from sabbatical. Look, I know it took me a couple weeks, but like I, I'm still blown away and I continue to learn more and more about their story. I continue to learn more and more about who they are. Um, Phyllis and I talk every other day. Brandon and I talk maybe every three days. Josh and I, um, Josh had a tragedy in his family. I don't, I don't think I told you, I can't remember if I told you guys last week, but um, the, yeah, the day after we raised the money for Josh, he found out that his brother had passed away. So um, there's just, you know, it's just a lot. And 
I thought today that it could almost kind of just be like, um, I mean, you can, it's just going to be me and you. And I just kind of want to like unpack some things, um, unpack some things as to like why we, the human hope family and the Insta familia do the things that we do. Um, maybe lean into some questions I have about all of it. You know, I mean, I, if I, if I'm not asking questions about why it is we're doing what we do, then I, I think I'm not leading correctly. I think every leader needs to be asking why, why, why? I mean, I mean, I ask why about every single thing in my life constantly. Like, why am I doing that as a father? Why am I doing that as a husband? Why am I such a bad friend? You know? Um, so yeah, l- l- today's just going to be kind of like vulnerable day. And I'm going to be asking you some questions that maybe you can help me with. You know, um, first of all, it's, it's been, this has been a lot more difficult of a giving blitz than any other giving blitz that I've done. The reason being is because um, the recipients of this blitz don't necessarily have the resources to be able to get the money as quickly as everyone else. Now let's, I mean, let, let's just, let's just look at them all. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to pull open my, my um, Instagram and I'm going to open my highlights and I'm looking, I'm going to go back to Insta Familia six was melody melody. Although was not in a great financial situation, had a smartphone, had a job, Larry, my friend who died of COVID, who we raised money while he was alive in the hospital for Jessica, his beautiful wife and two kids. You know, they didn't have healthcare. They weren't very well off financially, but they had iPhones. My friend, Mary, we put together a bunch of money and she took it and donated it to um, the kids at the 4-H club. They all had the availability to just, you know, go to the bank and do that. Tony playing piano at the airport, checking account. Wife has a great job. He's got problems. But even Tony with his defunct, messed up, can't even figure out how to work a phone. Tony, rest your soul, bro. I know I'm going to get to heaven and you're going to be like, Carlos, man, tell me how to work this phone here in heaven. That's just how Tony was, right? He had a phone, checking account. Brooklyn to Alaska, nonprofit. Obviously, they had checking accounts. Chanel, back to the Insta Familia giving blitz number one. Yeah, smartphone, checking account, husbands in the military. So things were really easy. And then I came across these three incredible angels. And here's the deal. They are working at the Atlanta airport as many hours as they can a week. And they do not make a living wage, which in turn doesn't allow them to have the same amount of opportunity 
to get out of the cycle of whatever financial situation they're trying to get out of. You know, um, I, you know, some of them, some of them didn't have checking accounts. So you put it, get a checking account. Some of them didn't have smartphones that could have Venmo. So you, you do that with, you have to get a smartphone. Venmo. You have to get the money to get a phone that can get Venmo. So if you don't, then, then, you know, as you heard last week, Miss Betty, who was sitting there with Brandon is, is helping. She's the manager. So she's able to. But the more I started looking at this stuff, the more I started realizing, you know, like there, there's like in some of these neighborhoods, there's not even a bank in walking distance from their apartments. And they can't afford to just be getting in cabs every day. So they got to do public transportation. Brandon called me the other night. He worked at 6 a.m. He was on his way to the airport at 11 p.m. Because that was the only time he could get there. So he was going to sleep in the airport on one of the benches. That's what all the customers do. And he'll just wake up in the morning. And I, I just started thinking like, man, we take for granted. We take for granted the privilege that we have to just do some of the simple things. And I, I just, I just don't want that to slip by us as we feel good about giving money, which I think we should, but it shouldn't just stop there. Right? So, I mean, I asked on my Instagram this week, I asked, I mean, I don't know if I can, if I can even play this or not. Um, if I can find the archive of it, I'll play it. But, um, I asked this week, I asked very specifically who can help me. And I got a little emotional. <laughs> no, Carlos got emotional. You're kidding. Yeah, I did. Uh, okay. So I'm, I'm going to play this for you. And I just, I, w I want you to know where my heart was on Monday morning. Um, when I was trying my hardest, I'd spend about eight hours trying to get this money to our friends and it just wasn't as easy because they don't have what we all have, the resources available to them. Let's see if this will play. Listen to this. Buenos dias in familia. Um, coming to you from sunny, well, actually not so sunny Southern California. Uh, I've got a busy day today, three podcasts and a TV appearance talking about you and the good you do, and also helping Phyllis, Brandon, and Josh. Um, you know, I'm quite clear is the inconsistencies and availability to financial resources here in America. Uh, and when I say resources, I'm not talking about the finances. I'm talking about, you know, there's a lot of people that, that go to work for a gross, gross amount of money. When I say I mean disgusting, um, disgustingly low amount of money. And then they take their paper checks to a check cashing place, take that cash, go to a landlord that only accepts cash, and they've got to live on cash. And we, we forget we are, if you're watching this, you have a smartphone, how expensive this phone is and how you have the ability to just transfer money between checks. Some people don't even have checking accounts. So my eyes are open to the work that has to be done beyond just gifting this. You know, we're not a community that just raises money, gifts it to people and forget about them. Um, when we, when we raised over a hundred thousand dollars for Melody, who lost her husband and her baby in the same day, um, you made sure that for a year after 
continue to reach out to her. We're not doing this for the sake of, oh, make people feel good and go viral for a moment and um, just just use people that that are in need for the sake of clicks. Like, that's not what we're doing um, for the long haul. And so I'm in this for the long haul for Phyllis, Brandon, and Josh. I'm getting emotional because um, it takes more than just giving people money. So I need some help from my friends in Atlanta because I don't want to, I don't want to just give them this and leave them alone. Um, hang on, I got to recover. Hold on. I've, I've tried to recover for three minutes and I don't know if I can, but, um, so I may keep crying, but Atlanta, um, I've already found a, a great team of uh, real estate agents that are willing to um, donate their cost to helping our friends find somewhere to live. Uh, secondly, I'm looking for like a financial, someone that very specifically focuses on the underprivileged that can coach them financially. Um, if you know anyone like that, put it in this answer box. Number three, I'm, uh, I'm looking for the possibility of somebody that has employment opportunity in Atlanta that offers living wages. Um, I'm telling you, man, the fact that Georgia's minimum wage, it's criminal. It's criminal what it's at. Um, so if, if, if you or somebody, you know, um, has, has the, just, just, just ability to even interview these friends, let me know here. And, um, gosh, they just mean so much to me. And I want them to feel seen past giving them money. So, so my DMs don't get filled. If any of those apply to you, email me right here. Carlos at carloswhitaker.com. Okay, man. Okay, this is back to future Carlos. No, current Carlos. Um, yeah, so there I was crying in my rental car in a parking lot in Southern California. <laughs> Uh, and I, you know, it's funny. I mean, the emotions just came flying out of nowhere, but I just, I think, I think it was kind of mixed by a couple things where all that came from a, like, I really do want all of us to care for our three new friends, like beyond the money. Right. Um, and so, yeah, even if you're a human hope listener and you have any of those things, could you email me, email me at Carlos at carloswhitaker.com two t's c-a-r-l-o-s at c-a-r-l-o-s w-h-i-t-t-a-k-e-r.com i'm looking for help um but then i think you know i i think um i, I start thinking about a lot of the other sometimes i'll see just kind of other videos um online and i'm the last person that needs to be judging somebody's heart but I don't, I, I need everyone to know that we, we don't do, the Insta Familia does not do this for the clicks. We don't do this for the views. Nobody's getting paid off views. I don't have no YouTube videos, no, none of that, no advertising, none of that. Like this is literally because we are supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus and help people. And it's just what I want to do. I want to help. I want to be pure in our help. And 
Okay. There's, there's my first little soapbox uh, of the podcast. Uh, we will transition to another soapbox. But before we do that, let's hop into a quick word from one of our partners. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. <laughs> it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem solving mode, right? Like you got, you got to stay in that mode, right? I'm, I'm constantly in problem solving mode, but I can't always focus and get there. One of the things I love about therapy is it doesn't necessarily just have to be like, oh my gosh, I am like down and out in my feelings. I'm not, I'm like super anxious. Actually, a therapist can help you problem solve. Like my therapist, it helps me even become better at my problem solving skills, right? They can help me become a better problem solver, making it easy to accomplish my goals. That is something that I don't think a lot of people think about when it comes to therapy. And that's what I love to do with my therapist. I have enjoyed therapy for, and when I say I enjoy it, I enjoy it because it actually helps me become a better human. And I've been in therapy for over 20 years. That's right. I have my 20 year therapy badge on and I love it. So here's the deal. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try better help. Okay. It's a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. You can get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists at any time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash human hope and get 10% off your first month. That is B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash human hope. Now back. Hey there. I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. To the show. All right, fam. Sorry about that little soapbox moment, uh, but I needed I needed everybody to hear that. Not just my Insta familia. I needed my human hope familia to hear me as well. Um, so kind of staying a lot. I mean, this is like a really, really wide left turn here, or maybe sharp left turn, uh, but it does have something to do with this. Um, People constantly ask me, this is something I've never talked about before. Carlos, like, how do you, how do you just film yourself walking around in the airport? Like, don't you, aren't you self-conscious? Like, like, isn't that, isn't it weird? And you know, what's funny is like, I would never have raised all the money I have raised. We never would have raised all the money we have raised. If I would have had looked at myself and been like, "Mm, that's a little cringy. That is a little cringy, Los. You know, uh, that's, that's a little cringy. I don't know if you should do that because yes, it has taken work for me to feel self-conscious, no self-confident enough to walk around airports and film myself. But you know what? I think, you know what? I I am, I am Mr. Late forties Carlitos. And the biggest thing that is on my heart these days when, when I, I'm thinking about what other people think about me. The biggest thing that's on my heart is I don't care. And maybe it took until I was in my late forties. And you know what? I praise God for that, but I just don't know more 
People can look at me all they all they want. They can talk about me. Man, they ain't gonna remember who I am five minutes later. Right? Even the people that you think are talking about you aren't even talking about you. Even the people that you think are thinking about you, they're not thinking about you right now. Uh, a little, little FYI, but the person right now that you're thinking is thinking about you and you're like, oh my gosh, like I, I can't believe that they think that about me. I can't, I, I wish I could prove myself to them. All those things. You're spending all this energy thinking about somebody that, can I tell you, they ain't thinking about you. They're not. Um, so instead of you thinking about them thinking about you, which ain't happening, start thinking about yourself. Start thinking about who it is you want to be and go be that person. You know, I, and like in the airports, right? Like as I'm walking around filming myself, just talking to my phone and people looking at me, guess what? I know, I know the end result. The end result is that people's lives are going to be changed because I'm not scared no more of making a fool of myself. I'm not scared anymore of feeling cringy. Oh my gosh. A friend of mine put this quote on their Instagram today. Let me find it. Oh my gosh. It was so good. Um, oh yes. Okay. So I don't know who originally said this because there's no like, um, you know, when you're supposed to like tell somebody um, or quote somebody like to say who said it. Oh, he, the dude didn't say who said it. So, and I kind of looked it, looked it up and I couldn't find it. So maybe you guys can tell me who said this. Um, and then I can tell you next week, but as of right now, I don't know who said it, but this quote is, is me in the airport. <laughs> okay. And it needs to be you and in, in whatever it is that you feel called to do. Don't kill the part of you. That's cringe comma, kill the part of you that cringes. Oh, Lord, come on, somebody. Let me say that again. Don't kill the part of you that's cringe. Kill the part of you that cringes. Oh my gosh. Now listen, obviously there are parameters to this, but the heart of it, I think is what I want us to get to, right? Josh, Brandon, Phyllis, none of them ever would have been blessed by you had I not killed the part that cringes instead of killing the part that's cringe. Now, cringe is a, uh, a noun in this, in this moment. Okay. But does that make sense? Do I need to like unpack that a little bit more? You know, like, like the, there exists a fine line between, oh man, that is real cringy. And oh my gosh, that's brilliant. You know, so many, so many great artists like live on that fine line. So many world changers live on that fine line because you know, the, the part that's cringe. Yeah. It, if it ends up being super cringy, you probably want to change it. But if you're right to the edge of cringe and you, because then you're thinking, no, this cringe may change somebody's life then the part of you that is judging yourself, because that's what it is. Don't kill the part of you that is like, um, you know, this super uh, risky um, person that's taking all these risks that may or may not pan out, but if they do, it's going to change somebody's life. Don't kill those, the risk taker, kill the part of you. Obviously don't kill the part of you, but, but silence the part of you that is like, no, don't do it. Don't take the risk. Don't take the risk. Oh my gosh. Do you, do you know 
how many lives are waiting to be changed on the other side of you not saying, oh, I'm cringy. Yeah, I mean, do you know? It's a lot. There's so many dreams that are waiting to come true for you. You just have to get past the cringe. Stop cringing. Stop. Stop it. Everybody, count to three and say, I'm going to stop cringe. I'm going to stop being cringy at myself, Godless. Stop, you know? Um, I mean, I, I've been... I've been doing this for a long time, right? You go back a couple episodes ago with John Acuff, like I've been kind of like on the edge of cringy my whole life. <laughs> okay. My whole life. You know, it's, it's, uh, it, it was funny the other day, um, after that John episode, speaking of cringy after that John episode, um, he talked about Bickle day. Do you guys remember? He talked about Bickle day and, um, Actually, I've never, if you've read my book, Moment Maker, um, I, there's a, there's a glimpse into, into it, but I'm, I've never really unpacked what that day was. Right. And it was cringy. And you know, what's so hilarious about that day is that it was a day that I was like, I went over the top. I was like super hopeless romantic, went over the top for a girlfriend of mine at the time. And it was cringy. It was cringy for everybody. And somebody that listens to this podcast reached out to ex-girlfriend <laughs> and I got a DM that I, to be honest with you, was very confused about. She, she I, I actually f- had forgotten that John and I had even brought Bickle Day up, cringy, cringy day for Carlos. I'm going to explain to you what it was in a second. And, um, and so I just got a DM saying, Hey, was, can you tell me like, was Bickle Day like, like a bad thing. And I was like, wait, where's this coming from? And then they mentioned John and I was like, what, who's John? And then it all made sense. And I was like, oh my gosh, John and I mentioned Bickle Day. But let me, this is a great example, great example of how who I am now never would have happened had I not been cringy back then. <laughs> okay. I was in love with a girl named and, um, I, I I'm not putting her first name on here. I'm going to bleep that out. Um, just cause she, she don't need nobody, uh, looking her up to be like, yo, how cringy was Carlos, but you know, hopeless romantic. And I, I think I was like 19 or 20. I was in college and I, I still can't believe I was as over the top as I was. I thought to myself, cause I, I started feeling like, Oh my gosh, like she doesn't like me as much. And I really like her. And I, I was like, you know what, you know what, you know, what's going to help her like me is if I sh- Photoshop her face and place it all over campus so that the next day everybody can see her face and she can know how much I love her. That I, I, I don't even have to go any farther. And you guys are like, Holy crap. Yeah. I, I did that 20 plus years ago. And at the end of the day, you know, I did all these things, filled her car with peeps and heart balloons and her all, all that to say at the end of the day, come to find out like any other rational human being female that was dating a crazy person like Carlos, she wasn't really into the craziness. She wasn't into the cringiness. And I fell flat on my face because I thought that stepping up to that line 
um, was the right thing to do. And it was the wrong thing to do. And I failed. <laughs> I failed. And oh my gosh, my, the guys on my dorm room floor were making fun of me. Like I just remember crying myself to sleep. I was like, oh my God, I've ruined my life because I was cringy. And you know what it almost did to me? Can I tell you? It, it almost, it almost caused me to stop stepping up to the line of cringe. I did. And my, my own falling on my face in cringe land almost stopped me from stepping up to the line of cringy. But if I would have stopped chasing after big experiences and moments, just because I struck out on that one, I struck out a lot more before that. Okay. I mean, listen, I was, man, I was a mess. Did I ever tell you about the time that I, no, I'm not going to tell you that one. That, that, that stays in the vault, but all I'd say, I look at my life now and these big moments that I make. And I think, you know what? I'm just older. I'm wiser and I'm not as cringy, but I've stopped judging myself and I've stopped um, shaming myself. And I think some of you listening to this podcast need to do that as well too. Some of you guys have stopped taking risks because you've messed up real big in the past doing something that you're passionate about. And because you messed up in the past, you've stopped taking risks and you stopped doing the exact thing that you're passionate about doing. And I'm here to tell you, it's time to get back to doing it. It's time to stop shaming yourself. Stop shitting on yourself. I should have. I should have. Stop shitting. Shitting, okay? Tiny ears can hear this. S-H-O-U-L-D. Should. Stop shitting on yourself. I should have done this. I should have. No. Just get back to it. Get back to risking. Get back to making great experiences. Get back to stop caring what people think. If you're doing something that you really feel like is going to change the world, go for it. There's um, my second soapbox. And I got a third soapbox that's coming. This is like the soapbox episode. I got a third one coming at you right after this break from hearing from two of our partners. Here we go. All right. This first partner is a new partner. A round of applause for new partners here at Human Hope. And this is one that I know some of you are actually needing right now. So if it's cool, I want to introduce you to our new partner. Ready? It is United Faith Mortgage, okay? It's a mortgage company that a buddy of mine recently introduced me to. And listen, I know sometimes mortgages are like, you know, like boring, right? But like out of all the boring mortgage companies, this is the, like the least boringest of them all, okay? Because they got this thing called Direct Lender Advantage and it is going to make them top the list for me. Let me explain. The mortgage team is called United Faith Mortgage, and it was started by dad and his son and his wife and her sister, and they've actually grown to be one of the largest, most trusted, faith-focused mortgage teams across the country. Now, the cool thing is with this team, it's family run, okay? And so it gives it like a small, personal, high care feel, but they also have big financial backing. They're an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means they use their own money. There's no middleman, which for you, it means that they can often get you a way better rate, saving you monthly 
and lifelong money. So listen, if you're going to think about buying like a home, a condo, an igloo, whatever it may be, don't miss out on United Faith Mortgage and their direct lender advantage. Okay, head to unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. Melville, New York. For licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. NMLS number 1330, equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Our next partner, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for. I have had the hardest time finding a particular specialist, which I ain't going to tell y'all about, which I need here in Nashville, Tennessee, when it, because I can't find a doctor that I trust. Guess what? I can now with ZocDoc. ZocDoc, that is Z-O-C-D-O-C. I used it and I found my specialist. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix that achy back, get that mole checked out or that specialist that Carlos needed that you're never going to know. And also ZocDoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. You can search, find, and book doctors with a few taps. Okay? Find and review local doctors. Read verified patient reviews from real people who made real appointments. Go to ZocDoc.com slash human hope. Go right now and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That is Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash human hope. ZocDoc.com slash human hope. All right. So this last, this last one's not a soapbox. <laughs> it is, I'm, I'm probably going to cry again. And I, I just need us... I need to know if you had the same thought I did. Two thoughts. I had two thoughts when uh, the beautiful, brilliant, stunning um, Angela Lansbury passed away. She passed away and I had a couple thoughts. First of all, um, I, I need you to hear her singing with the Mormon, Mormon Tabernacle Choir um, Beauty and the Beast. You know what's funny is like, I don't know when did Beauty and the Beast come out. I mean, that let's see, Beauty and the Beast, nineteen ninety one, nineteen ninety freaking one, two thousand one, two thousand eleven, two thousand twenty one. So thirty two years ago, thirty two years ago, she was she was Miss Potts and still sounded like the, the most perfect old lady, British old lady ever. And that was 30 years ago. And this clip is, is of her singing. Um, I don't know. Maybe six years ago. It could be, it could be 16 years ago. You could, you could probably correct me on this, but nonetheless, it's her singing this live. And it just, just gave me all the feels. Here we go. This one just hits different. Even friends, then somebody bends unexpectedly. Just a little change. Small to say the least, both a little scared, neither one prepared. Beauty and the 
This part. Into the cupboard with your chip. It's past your bedtime. Oh my gosh. Good night, love. I can't. <laughs> I can't believe she's dead. I can't believe she died. Okay. Now, I I need to let you know. First of all, Losai walked down here right now and he just looked at me. He goes, Dad, did you cry? <laughs> Which the truth is I did. Um, but look, here's my two thoughts that I had. Let me know if these were yours. A, the first thought was, um, that was like, at least for me, like my, my daughters, probably Sohaila the most, she wanted to be bell. Like she was just bell. Like she was nonstop bell. Like she just was all the time in her bell dress from like the moment she was three years old, all the way to the moment she was 20. I'm sure she still has a bell dress on right now. I, I mean, actually, it's not a stretch to say that she probably goes, drives down the road by herself singing Beauty and the Beast. So like I, I had all the feelings. I was just like, oh my gosh, this one just hits different. This loss just hits different. I was sad. Weren't you sad? Oh my gosh, I had all the feelings. I was just like, Lord, like eight, like be with her family. But I just, I, I just selfishly, was like, this was a piece of our family fabric, the fabric of our family that is no longer anymore. And it just, it hurt. I got sad, but you want to know what the second thing that I thought was the second thing, as I posted that clip on Instagram, the second thing I thought was, was, and if this ain't 2022 for you, second thing I thought was, oh no, I wonder if somebody's, when I post this is going to tell me something horrible about Angela Lansbury. Like is someone going to tell me something that she said or, or like some comment that she made about a group of people. Like, is she, is she about to get canceled after she passed away? Like I, that I literally feared that. And then I just started getting mad. I started getting mad that like, why do we do this? Why do we do this? Every single one of us. Now listen, okay, so we're past Angela Lansbury now. She did nothing to get canceled. She literally was the queen that we thought she was. She was the saint that we thought she was. God rest your soul. Uh, enjoy heaven. Rest in peace. All the things. Back to my soapbox. My soapbox says, why, why in the world do we keep canceling people? Listen, if y'all knew me, I've said this a hundred times. If y'all knew me 11 years ago, y'all would have canceled me quick. Canceled. Never would have been hanging out with me. Never would have been following me because I was a mess, but I'm not no more. Right? Right? And, and we just go so quick to cancel people and not get, listen, I know, I know there's like consequences to behaviors and actions and all those things need to happen. But what, what, man, can we be the ones that pick people up? Can we, can we? Oh, my heart breaks. When, when, I mean, I've seen it with a bunch of friends of mine already. People are just so wounded that the only thing that brings them any semblance of, to be honest with you, fake um, healing is to watch someone else suffer. And I, I can tell you from every clinical psychologist out there on planet earth, we'll let you know that is not the way to find freedom. That is not the way to find it. And I get it. 
I get it. There's people that have wounded me tremendously that I want, that there's been moments I wanted to see them suffer, but that's not ever, that's not going to be the thing that brings me healing. It's not. Forgiveness. Forgiving what you can't forget. My great friend, Lisa Turkhurst wrote a book that I think would be very beneficial for anyone out there that's thinking, no, like I want to see them suffer. How did I go from Angela Lansbury, Beauty and the Beast to this? I don't know. It's just what my brain does. Um, but I, I just, I did, I started thinking, oh my God, is someone going to like put something up? Well, Carlos, I can't believe you're celebrating her life because she was actually a monster. No, thank God she wasn't. But then also I just was getting mad that I even had to fear that. Right. And we're, we're all of us. Every single one of us are cancelable. Every single one of us, uh, you listening to this podcast right now, me spitting these words out on these microphones, we're all cancelable, Right. So um, let's be subscribers, not cancelers. Oh, hey, how about that? How about that? Hey, Dr. Delight, hit it. Oh, so good every time it happens. Hey, what y'all think about this? I mean, y'all know every once in a while, I'm just like, I'm just going to turn on the microphone and start talking. That's what we're doing. Hang on. Put the needle on the record and the drum beat goes like this. Hey, oh, I've been wanting to do that for a minute. Hey, listen, uh, thanks for thanks for hanging out on on this kind of like soapboxish episode. Uh, just kind of the train of thought, you know, the just letting my thoughts speak for themselves and kind of how I'm feeling. Listen, I had a long week. Y'all were with me. It's been eight days since I've been home. I finally got home and I just felt like talking to you. So thanks for hanging out with the Human Hope Podcast. The 40 minute version of the Human Hope Podcast. I'm making these things a little shorter for you because I hear that's what you like. If you want them longer, let me know. But uh, yeah, we're just toying with some ideas here. Um, Friends, y'all know what to do. Please subscribe. So important. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, or follow, whatever it's called. Uh, But also, please share this podcast with your friends. Let people know that human hope is here for them. Hey, hey, let's take it back, Dr. Delight. Take it back. All right. As we're down. See you next week on another episode of Human Hope. Hey!